Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023. I am John Harkness, the Kilted Quaker. Today's kind of a drippy, dreary morning, but it's nice. Uh, the last few days have been hot and stifling, and so it's nice to have a change. Um, it's going to be under 70 degrees today, and... Uh, and we've got moisture coming down. And so it is a beautiful change. Today I have been sitting with um, Hebrews um, chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, just meditating on the word and, and letting it simmer in my soul for a bit. Uh, I'm going to read it to you right now. The Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And as I reflect on that and the work that God does through his word and and remembering, reflecting on uh, how it is the sword of the spirit, uh, the word of God um, here is, is the spoken word of God uh, into the hearts and souls of men and, and women. But as we sit with that and meditate on it, I've, I've got to wonder, how can the word of God, which is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrate into our soul and spirit, our joints and marrow? How can it do its work if we aren't sitting with it? For those of you who aren't uh, in worship on a regular basis um, with other believers, I, I've got to ask, how, how is the Word of God penetrating into your heart, into your soul, uh, if you're not sitting with it? I'm not saying you have to go to worship in order for that to happen. Obviously, there are so many options today uh, between um, YouTube and um, church websites and podcasts and whatever, whatever. Obviously, there, there are multiple ways to have the word of God spoken to you. Um. One of my favorites is the Daily Audio Bible, uh, where Brian just reads the scriptures. Um, he'll read an Old Testament passage, then he'll read a New Testament passage, and then he'll read a psalm and a proverb. And, and then, yes, he does give uh, some thoughts regarding what he has read, but just sitting with it and allowing it to penetrate into our soul. 
is important. It's necessary. We have to spend time allowing the word to do its work because if we don't, it can't. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? God's word has to be in your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit in order to do its work. And so I have to ask, friends, how much time are you spending in the word, either by getting in and reading it for yourself or having it wash over you as somebody else reads it? How often are you doing that? How often am I? God's word, we have to marinate in it in order for it to do its work. And I know that we have brothers and sisters around the world who have no access to the written word of God. And when they do gain access to that written word, whether it's in uh, a paragraph uh, handed to them through um, prison bars, memorized, and then uh, passed on, then they can marinate on it and ruminate on it and let it do its work in their spirits because they have meditated on the word and it has been ingrained into their hearts. I know that in the West, we have access to so many different translations of the scriptures. And yet so often, they sit on our shelves collecting dust. And to be fair, I'm probably guilty of this as much as anybody else. I think I've got something like eight or ten or maybe twelve copies of the scriptures just sitting on a shelf collecting dust. I, I have a, a, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to God's word. Yet how often am I digging into that and spending time allowing it to do its work? I know that for me, the pace of life sometimes just hits me so hard and so fast that I have a hard time finding time to spend in the word. And that's an excuse. It's an excuse. And at the same time, there is truth in it. Because see, the thing is, the enemy knows what the word of God can do in the heart of a man or woman who sits with it and lets it ruminate for them. And so he is intentional about hammering us with things to do and filling our schedules with things that sometimes are, are good things but that pull us away from the best thing, and that is God's word. 
If the word of God is the sword of the spirit, it's one of our defensive weapons. It is something to use to protect ourselves at close quarters when the enemy comes at us. Do you now understand why the enemy is going to distract us from training with it? If you don't train with the weapons that you have been given for your warfare, you cannot effectively fight against the enemy. And so, yes, he's going to distract us. Yes, he's going to pull us away. Yes, he's going to seek to distract us so that we don't train. If you don't know the word of God, it can't do its work in you. Satan, Hasatan, the Satan, the accuser, the enemy, who is never actually named in scripture, he's just given titles. Will not rest. <laughs> he is seeking to steal, to kill, to destroy. Your enemy, the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. How can he devour you if you know how to fight him? And so he's going to distract you from your training. He's going to pull you away to cause you to, to forget to train. Our training needs to be daily. When I was a soldier in the United States Army, we took time to train with the weapons of our warfare. We had to qualify every year in order to use those weapons. But we had to train to make sure that we were capable of using them correctly. Basic training, part of basic training incorporates muscle memory. You use, you disassemble and reassemble the weapons so many times that it becomes automatic. You go out to the range and you put so many rounds down the barrel at a target so that you improve with your aim, that you get to the place where you can use it um, in an intense situation. We each need to have that same kind of dedication and focus in the training with the word of God because our enemy is so much more real than the enemy of our country's military. And that's not to say that, that our country doesn't have enemies. But our enemy, as believers, is constantly looking at whom he may devour. Are you trained? Are you ready? Are you prepared to fight?
part of the purpose of the Word of God also is to cut away those things in our lives that are not helpful, that are not beneficial. And as God begins to speak through his word about those things that are distracting us, that are keeping us from our best life, from the thing that he wants us to do, he'll start to cut those things away. And see, the thing is, we tend to object. We tend to object. We tend to say, Lord, I am not ready to let go of this thing because of whatever. Because it's something to help me wind down at the end of the day. Because it's something to um, help get my mind off of the difficulties in my life. And I'm not just talking about uh, obvious addictions like drugs and alcohol and and whatever, whatever. Like we tend to want to run to when we think of addiction. But even good things can become an addiction. Work which God has given us to provide for ourselves and our families can become an addiction. It drives us to the point where we are compelled to work harder and more and faster. Money can become an addiction. Spending money can become an addiction. Saving money can become an addiction. Musical instruments that can be used for the purpose of worshiping our creator can become an addiction. Songwriting can become an addiction. Poetry can become an addiction. Writing in general can become an addiction. Are you getting my point? Anything that takes the place of God in our lives can be properly um, identified as an addiction. And an addiction is another word for an idol. Because it takes the place of God in our hearts and in our minds. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it will cut those things away if we will allow him to do so. The word of God has to be in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, in order to do its work. So when is the last time you meditated on the Word of God? When is the last time you allowed it to wash over you? When is the last time you allowed it to begin pointing things out to you that are off? Friends, we need to allow the Word of God to do its work. I need to allow the word of God to do its work. Pray that you all have a blessed day. Continue to pray for me and my family as we seek the next step forward as we follow Jesus. And I'm praying for you as well. And I will talk with you next week. 
Have a blessed week.